Real quick before we get going into this episode, today's episode is brought to you by this cool little mug. Uh, I've got faithfully engaged mugs in my merch shop. Um, this, this is a really slick little mug, and uh, I also have a t-shirt available and also a sweatshirt, a hoodie that's available as well there in the merch shop. So if you just go over to www.faithfullyengaged.com slash faithfullyengagedmerch, I know that's a mouthful, just go to faithfullyengaged.com or um, click the link down in the description below to get your cool mug. All right, enjoy the show. Hello and happy new year, everyone. I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas and that you have already kicked off 2024 off well. Um, and those of you that are listening to this the day it launches, this is actually New Year's Day. So you might be kind of tired if you stayed up late and, and saw the ball drop or whatever you crazy kids do um, more than likely. So I, I, I record these before they, they launch more than likely. Um, I'll make it to midnight and my wife makes it to about 10 o'clock. She, she normally doesn't stay up too late on, on new year's, but anyways, I hope that you had a great new year's Eve. And, um, really I want to talk about goals today, specifically new year's resolution. If you want to call them that, um, I, I don't use that term too often. Um, I, I'm more in the business of saying, if you have a goal, do it now. Don't, don't wait for a new year. But there is something nice about reflecting back over the the year that's passed. Um, that that's something that my mom's always really enjoyed about New Year's is you get to really reflect, uh, kind of process through what that what that year brought you. I really did a lot of that on my last episode um, that released on Christmas last week about my 2023 how. We, we brought in a new child and um, all sorts of new things happened in my life. So I, I think that's really neat about New Year's this time period to be able to reflect on the past and also to reflect on on the future, what I want to do going forward. So uh, I, I, I use the term goals more often instead of New Year's resolution. Um, goals is something that, again, we can constantly change and refine over time. Um, but I, anyways, I think this is a good time of year to to look into that. So really exciting here. Uh, I've got my first instance of faithful feedback. Before I get into this, um, if you did not catch the last episode or announcement about my new Substack, which I have listed down in the links below, uh, I am doing a new segment called Faithful Feedback. So I'm still playing around a little bit with this idea, but essentially what I'm doing is periodically I will be asking different questions and uh, seeking some fan feedback of maybe you answer a question or at times I might have kind of reverse it and have you ask me a question and I answer it um, in an upcoming episode. Eventually, I would like to expand this even into uh, the listeners asking different guests that I bring on, asking them questions. I really want this to be more fan interaction based. And real quick, if you wouldn't mind, um, Send me a, a quick email, or if you follow me on any of my social medias, um, get, give me give me a mention or a, a message real quick when you listen to this. And what are your thoughts of me doing a specific episode, like once a month, um, that's more targeted towards this fan type of interaction, maybe answering a, answering a question or answering a mailbag or whatever. So doing that once a month. Um, so three episodes would be in a month would be more of the typical format where I'm 
talking to to a guest um and then one would just be kind of solo with me answering questions uh thing, things of that nature just leave a comment where, wherever you're listening send me a dm and i'd love to hear your feedback on that. Um, that that's something i'm constantly exploring i want this show to be something that's helpful to people uh, and definitely want your feedback so pl- please let me know what you think on that all that being said, I'm really excited to give my first shout out to a fan. So this is to Joe. Uh, this actually wasn't on my my Substack. This was on my my X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, so you guys are always more than welcome to to mention me. I'm, I'm on X and Instagram and Facebook, all all of those things. So you, you can do these shout outs on um, on those platforms as well. So, anyways, Joe, um, she said that her goals. Let, let me back up. <laughs> I kind of missed the question here first. The question I had for Faithful Feedback, the first one, was what are your goals for 2024? And Joe gave some great answers here. So Joe said she wants to launch her birth education and doula business, continue to advance in her fitness, such as losing weight, working out regularly, deepen some friendships refine some homeschool curriculum and also have a deeper study of scripture. Absolutely love these goals that they, these cover part of what I like about this answer is one it's cover. It's multiple things. It's not just one thing she's shooting after, but it's covering different basis of her life. She talks about birth education, doula business. There's all Sorts of people out there doing, um, you know, more natural birthing type of uh, type of things when they're when they're pregnant and, and having a baby. So my my wife actually had a had a midwife for this go around, and it's kind kind of a long story. She ended up not. She planned to have a, a home birth, and things didn't. Our, our boy didn't have those plans, um, so we ended up having a hospital birth, even though that wasn't part of the plan. But anyways, more and more people are doing more home births, and um, even with doulas, you know, sometimes they'll be in hospitals. So that's that's really a growing thing. A, l- a lot of younger women are interested in doing things a bit more natural, so I'm sure Joe has a lot of potential business there. Um, I can speak uh, from my perspective that being able to start these things on your own is very difficult. Um, it, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of risk. So I know Joe's probably thought about this quite often um, and, and taking those steps in 2024 to actually start this process and not only start it, but launch it, get it going. Um, that That's a pretty weighty goal, but a fantastic one. Then she, so she, that's kind of the professional side. And then into the fitness side, um, this is a great one. Um, I, I can approach this from even a Christian perspective. God gave us these bodies. Um, it's described as our bodies being a temple. Uh, that's a big deal. Um, I, I certainly think some people can take the the fitness angle to a degree that maybe not not be necessary. Um, that anything could be turned into a legalism uh, of sorts. But I think our modern church. Um, doesn't make our body into the idol as far as working out too much. I don't see that nearly as much as the other way where where we don't respect the bodies God gave us enough and aren't treating our bodies appropriately. So I think that losing weight, working out regularly, um, that's actually kind of a goal that I have for myself in, in 2024. So love that for Joe, um, that, that she's really looking into that. And then also love here on the, personal side of deepening some friendships that how awesome is that that 
we we are all social creatures. I say this often with my clients and with my family. I am pretty high on the introversion scale. I can stay home all day and be pretty good. In fact, there was a time not too long ago that my family went to to the zoo and I had a little bit of work to do at home, but um, ended up just staying home and had the had the house to myself for a while. And that was great. I loved it. I, I love that alone time. But even me kind of having introversion through the charts, I still need people. We need friendships. We need family members. We need people around us. So I love that her her outlook here is not necessarily just to have friendships or to gain friendships, although those are great things to do, but it's deepening some friendships. So it's not just about the quantity of friendships you have. It's the quality. So I think that's something a lot of us could think about. What are steps we can take to deepen those those relationships? I think that's great. Um, refine, refine homeschool curriculum. This is a great one. Uh, uh, many, many people are homeschooling now, and it's almost a bad thing of how much stuff is out there. If you've never looked at homeschool curriculum, uh, there's a million options out there. And and it can actually be quite overwhelming of how many options are out there. So refining that, I think that's a really good word. You want to lessen, you know, trying to make it perfect and do everything uh, that that's just going to overwhelm you and you're not going to do anything. So lightening that load, tightening it up a little bit, what fits best for me as a as a parent to teach their curriculum and also for my kids to to receive and, and learn. And I would say along with this, um, you know, my my kids are are little. Um, so being married to one idea, not even just one curriculum, but one style, uh, probably isn't a great idea. So along with refining, we need to be adaptable uh, if you're going to be a homeschool parent too. So love this goal for, for Joe. And then the last one I'm going to touch a little bit deeper on, deeper study of scripture. So being a Christian, I think we all know that we need to be in the word. This is incredibly important. This is how God reveals himself to us. I'm always taken aback how often we'll, we'll complain like, man, the disciples had Jesus. They saw him. How cool was that? And don't get me wrong. That, that is really neat to see Jesus in the flesh. But sometimes we take that and like, man, they had it so good. Whereas they'd be yelling at us, the apostles, that we have the completed scriptures, all of God's word, that we've got it good. We've got we've got the Holy Spirit in us. We've got God's revealed word. We've got to be in the word. Let's not take it for granted that we have so much out there that so many different translations, so many different study Bibles. There, there's a wealth of information out there. None of us have an excuse, at least I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast anyways, you don't have an ex- excuse of lack of information available. There there are still some people groups and things out there that have not heard uh, the, the name of Jesus. So I'm, I'm not downgrading that, that there is still a need for unreached people groups, no doubt. Again, I'm going to assume those those of you listening to this, to this are either in the United States of America or Canada or some type of um, you know more Western type of country. I could be wrong, um, but 
for those of you in those areas, we have so much information. It's really about us applying it and deepening that relationship. It almost kind of goes back to Joe's goal of really deepening these friendships. It's deepening our relationship with God. And you don't do that in any other way other than prayer, scripture reading, and attending your church, uh, strengthening those those relationships in church as well. Um, all of those are incredibly important. Um, scripture reading is one of those that is just so important because it's one that you can't do with other people like you can't rely on other people to prop that up sure you can go to the church and um hear god's word said and uh, you know listen to the sermon and everything that's incredibly important prayer um you, you can certainly be a part of um corporate prayers and things like that people can pray for you i'm not discounting being a part of your individual prayer. That is important to have your individual prayer, but there are other aspects there. Um, but scripture, studying scripture, that is a very solo act. Again, we can do this together as a marriage couple or um, in a small group or whatever, but there's so much of it that lies on your individual shoulders to do. And that's the hard part. The hard part is not getting the information. That, that's the easy part. The hard part's being consistent and being able to go to that next level, deepening it, being disciplined in your Bible study. And I wanted to take a little bit of time on that and give you some suggestions. Now, before I get into specifics, kind of like I was saying on Joe's part of the homeschooling curriculum, there's a billion options out there for homeschool curriculum. With Bible reading, there are a lot of different options out there um, that there's a ton of translations. Um, I'll tell you just off the bat, as far as my recommendations, certainly uh, feel free to talk to friends and family, your pastor or something like that for their recommendations. Two big ones that come to my mind off the bat is ESV. That's, that's, kind of my go-to. That's my church's go-to. Um, pretty well respected. It's more of a more of a literal reading. Um, so it takes the original Greek and Hebrew and tries to go with a pretty faithful word-for-word -word translation. Um, so it's it's pretty specific in its language there. And I just think it's pretty pretty well well thought out there's a lot of good esv study bibles um it, it's a pretty big big translation out there um one that i i would say that would go alongside that um would be the nasb um new american standard bible pr pretty big one it takes the same type of structure more of a literal word for word it's a pretty good one um so those would be my two recommendations if you're going for a more literal um just translation there a new one that i have uh, recently gotten into um this one hold on real quick let me grab it um this is actually my uh study bible for it's my life council but bible um i i love looking at this for some of my uh counseling clients and just being able to freshen up on some situations um it has all sorts of article inserts about uh 
different life issues, divorce, marriage, uh, financial issues, uh, sex, uh, same-sex marriage. I mean, all, all sorts of uh, hot topic type of issues. It has some great articles in the Bible itself. Um, but while I'm bringing this up, like, hey, if you want to get the Life Council Bible, I'll, I'll include a, a link in the description to you that you can get this specific Bible. Um, but even more than that, um, this Bible is a Christian Standard Bible, CSB. I actually hadn't heard of this until recently. Um, my pastor recommended this specific Bible to me. And what I like about the CSB is that it does a pretty good job of making things like fairly, um, you know, fairly consistent with the original language. Um, it's not like the if you've heard of the the message bible um that one to its credit it's not trying to be literal but it takes quite some liberties in its translation approach um it uses very casual type of language um so the csb doesn't do that it, it stays pretty um you know pretty consistent and if you read the csb side by side with the esv okay by and large you're going to see that it's pretty much the the same thing but what I really like about the CSB, and I might look into this um, in future Bible reading plans down the road, it is a very good, in my opinion, like longer read, actually better than the ESV. And the reason for this is it takes a little bit more of a meaning for meaning approach instead of a literal word by word approach. So it's a little bit in its language approach. It's a little bit easier to digest. So if you're looking in a Bible reading plan and you're going to read a lot of chapters at once, CSB might not be a bad option for you. Now, it's pretty digestible and, and a little bit easier to read for, for longer reads. Um, if you've ever read the NIV, um, New International Version, um, that's not my favorite uh, translation out there, but think of the CSB kind of in that camp. My pastor really uh, described this well of CSB is kind of like a mixture of NIV and ESV. Um, and it's kind of somewhere there in the middle there. So if you're looking for like a longer reader, uh, you might look at um, CSB. Um, it, it's a really good translation and the little experience that I've had with it. So first step, pick your Bible. Uh, get that translation. I would take some time to think through what translation you, you're going to read. Do some more research, more so than what I gave you. Um, I think that's really important because it does really paint the picture of, of what you're looking at in Scripture, depending on that translation. So once you do that, then you need to pick a Bible reading plan. Now, there's a lot of Bible reading plans out there. Here's some of my suggestion of where, where you should start. First is you've got to make this a priority. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect at this. I'm not. Um, I've started many a Bible reading plan and got lost in Leviticus like all of the rest of you listening to this have. Uh, so I'm not perfect at this. But you have to make this a priority. There, there's going to be work events. There's going to be times that you didn't sleep well. There's going to be times that your kids are sick, you're sick. There's going to be so many different excuses to not do your Bible reading plan. You've got to make this a priority. So I'm a big fan of finding a time of day that in general is pretty open. 
And not only that, a, a time of day that's open, but a time of day that you are, how's a good way to say this? Cognizant. That might be a good word. Give you an example between my mom and I. My mom has always been a, a morning person. Um, she's done her quiet time in, in the morning for years. She just wakes up and she's, you know, that that's kind of her more alert times. And whereas in the evening, she starts to kind of peter out and she's more tired there in the evening. I have loved the idea of doing a Bible reading plan and getting my workout done and just being done in the morning. I think that's fantastic. And I suggest that for anyone that is able to do that consistently. Um, and, and I will say this too, if you've not given it a fair shot, try it. it it's a great idea. It gets you started off in the word. Again, if you combine the exercise with it, fantastic. You, you're, you're starting your day off really well. So highly, highly recommend it. One of my issues is one is consistency. Um, I tend to not wake up super wired and ready to go. Um, so I'm quicker to hit that snooze button or something, which again, that, that's a lack of discipline on my part. I'm not saying that you can't get better at that. You absolutely can. Um, but aside from that, I find myself more cognizant, better able to grasp what I'm reading, more so later in the day. Um, now, for me, I'm not going to say doing it necessarily at 10 o'clock is the best of ideas. Um, there might be times that I get really tired then. But if I can do it when I'm well rested, when my brain is really able to comprehend, and I'm going to find some time of the day that is generally open. Again, I'm going to use generally because if you try to find a time that you will have available every single day, you're probably just going to keep waiting for that day. Don't wait to make this perfect. Perfect. Try to line this up the best you can and then do it. That's that next piece is you just got to do it. Um I, ideally, it's gonna you're gonna do it and really comprehend it. But there's gonna be days that it might be more of a slog, especially again throw Leviticus out there um, when when you're kind of in those law type of books of the Bible. Some people really get through those really quickly, and it's not as big of an issue. But for a lot of people, those can be a slog, and that's okay if it, if it's tougher for you to read during that time. It's okay. Um, the idea here isn't for the Bible reading plan is to understand every single word the first time you read it. It's repetitions. Um, it's getting more and more information, more data um, into your brain, into your soul there. Um, maybe you need to go back and reread some sections. That's okay. But the goal here too is that you are going to reread these every single year. Um, that's why we're trying to get this data. As far as Bible reading plans. Again, I'm a, I'm a fan of picking one, um, but again, pick one that is going to fit well into your schedule. Um, there are some that are pretty hardcore. There's some that you read like through the Bible multiple times in a year. Um, that's great, but I, I would really caution you to say like, is me taking on too much? Is that going to do more negative than positive for my Bible reading? I know for me, if I get behind like six days or something, oh gosh, I'm never going to catch up. What's the point? Be careful. 
Be, be careful with your selection here. Know yourself, know your psyche. Um, and don't fall into the trap of just because this plan says I'm seven days behind or whatever, um, that I'm just going to give up. Um, we're not married to the plan. Um, the plan is a tool. The plan is a tool to keep us going um, and, and to provide a little bit of structure. The word and, and reading it more and understanding scripture more, that's the goal here, not adhering to a plan. So we need to understand that the plan is a tool. It's not the destination. What, that being said, one plan, uh, I'll actually give you a couple plans um, that I'll recommend to you. Um, one plan is real simple. Um, I, I'll try to see if I can find a, a link to this. My, my church always does it. All this plan is, is basically, it just shows every chapter of, of scripture. And if you check off three boxes a day, which is generally a chapter a day, if you check off three of those, then you'll get done in a year. So check off three chapters a day. Thereabouts, three boxes, technically. You'll get done in a year. Great. My pastor loves this next point, though, is if you check off one box a day, then you'll get done through the whole Bible in three years. And then if you don't even do that, if you check all the boxes, eventually you get done. So getting through the Bible in a year is a great goal. I highly, highly recommend it. But I would much rather you check through all those boxes in five years than to start a new Bible reading plan in January and get done in March every year. That that doesn't do us as much good as I'm faithfully checking through this. I might be taking my time, but I'm getting through it. That's the importance is that we're reading scripture and again, and not adhere to the plan itself. So I'm not entirely sure. I'll, I'll try to look this up uh, uh, off air. I didn't do this before I, I, I recorded this uh, of the name of this. Um, but yeah, it's basically check the box and keep moving. Um, and it's a really good low pressure one. Um, one that doesn't have any dates or anything like that on there. It's just check off as you go. So that, that's a really neat one. Next one that I recommend, and I'll give you a little more show and tell here. This is the ESV, um, going back to that, Chronological Bible. This is one that um, I've actually not read this Bible. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I've got uh, ESV, so that's not new to me. Um, but the way this one is is written, and what's cool about this Bible, actually, is it, um, I don't know if this will be able to be picked up very well on air. So sorry, Ian, if you're looking at this and getting mad at me. Um, but it breaks up each of the individual readings um, by day. And again, this is chronological. So it's not just Genesis through Revelation. It takes when each of these books of the Bible were actually physically written, um, and you read those in order that way. So it's kind of neat that you'll see uh, different books of the Bible. You'll read them together when you normally don't um, in different Bible reading plans. Um, so you can do the chronological um, Bible study. Uh, you can do this without this specific Bible. Um, there's all sorts of plans out there that you can do. They, the ESV kind of has their specific one, but I'm sure there's other ones out there. Um, 
but yeah, you can read this with any translation you want. What's cool about this one is, like I said, the actual Bible itself is sectioned out by chronological. It's not like your normal Bible. So this is a really cool resource. My wife and I are going to be um, trying out this year. Now we're, we're going to be reading it together, um, and we'll we'll be doing that in the evenings after our kids go to bed. Um, so. Cool recommendation, um, and I'll definitely include that in the links below so you guys can check that out. Now, next thing, regardless of what Bible reading plan you choose, um, you can choose whatever you would like to. I'm going to recommend as well to do some Bible study on top of that. So you might be asking, like, what are you talking about? We, we were just talking about Bible studies. Well, Bible study, I mean, it can be used interchangeably with Bible reading. But what I mean by Bible study is taking it in a very slow rate. So this Bible, the the chronological Bible, we're going to go through this with a ten thousand foot view, and we're you know to read through the Bible in a year, you're going fairly quickly. Again, it's that three some odd chapters a day, but you're you're hitting it, and we're not really just going back to ask a lot of questions. We're just getting that data, data, data. The Bible study, what I mean by that is taking more specific books of the Bible or even specific chapters or verses of the Bible and slowing down. What does this verse in Romans 8, what does it, Romans 8, 1, what does that mean? Um, And getting very specific in that. And a tool that my wife and I are going to use for that, again, we're going to do this in conjunction um, with the chronological Bible is there is a magazine called Table Talk Magazine. Um, It is by Ligonier Ministries. So they've got all sorts of articles and and things like that in this magazine. But in the back of it, they have a Bible study. So they'll pick like a specific book of the Bible or something like that, and they'll slowly go through. Um, I'm not entirely sure how many verses they go at a time, but we're we're talking like five to ten-ish I think somewhere in that range, verses at a time, whereas a Bible reading plan, we're taking three some odd chapters at a time. So this really slows down, gives more of a specific look at it. You can also um, do this through like a uh, a Bible study. Um, so if you've got like a um, an ESV study Bible, for instance, that's a good one. Uh, John MacArthur's got some study Bibles. There, there's all sorts of study Bibles. You can do it that way. There's all sorts of de- good devotionals out there or commentaries that you can look at. Um, or you can even just pick a specific book of the Bible and just just read it. Uh, that that can be one, a great way to do a Bible study is instead of you know, while in conjunction, while you're doing your Bible reading plan, picking a book of the Bible, and instead of going on to the next one, just reading it again, reading it again, reading it again, um, and get really in depth with that book of the Bible and understand it really well. Like, for instance, your goal for the year, just throwing this book out there, is maybe you take the book of John, and while you're reading through all of Scripture, on top of that, you're reading through the book of John intently. Maybe you don't read it all in one sitting. That that would take a while. But you you take three chapters of John a day while you're reading everything else. Let's go through John. Let's go through John. Let's go through John. Maybe you take John chapter one and really 
read that for a whole month or something like that. I mean, th- th- there's all sorts of different ways to do this. Um, but I do think in conjunction with the Bible reading, doing some Bible study on top of it, getting more specific can really, really help deepen uh, that that scripture reading. I hope these are helpful for you. Um, I, like I said, I would love for you to um, give me some feedback. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube or podcast, like the audio podcast, Apple podcast, uh, if you're on my Substack or any of my social media uh, channels, just give me a comment. What, what do you think of these type of episodes? Um, w- would you like to do something like this once a month where I go a little bit more deeper into a uh, feedback from a, from an audience member? Um, so do some more faithful feedback. I'd love to hear your output there. Um, as always, I, I really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the mug. Again, it's in the link below or the merch shop on faithfullyengaged.com. I hope you guys have a great new year um, and really, really think through what are ways that I can deepen my understanding of scripture in 2024. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.